This is the Travel and Van Life podcast from Jits into the Sunset. We're Tanya and Adam, and this is the podcast where we talk all things travel, adventure, and road trips. Through our experience and with conversations with others who, like us, have chosen an alternative lifestyle. Hello, and welcome back to Jits. This is a very exciting episode because there are no longer two of us. That could lead your mind down many a alleyway <laughs> that could be very incorrect. Tanya is not pregnant. No, Just I am put not. Put that one to bed. That is not that is not the case. But we do have another little life in the van, and that little life's name is Trigger or Triggy or Triggs. Trigger, Triggy or Triggs, and Triggs is a little one-eyed dog named Trigger because you close one eye to pull the trigger. Yeah. He is Tanya's family dog. You've grew, you've grown up. You've worked out that almost to the day you have had Triggy as a part of your family for ten years. That's right. We, my mom and I, adopted Trigger, um, just over ten years ago. He's a little rescue, a Yorkie mixed in with something else. Uh, we don't know what, but he's, he's a, a Yorkie. Bit of a mongrel. Yeah. He's a big, yeah, big Yorkie. Well, yeah. he's not big. Like he's smaller than you remember. He's tiny. He's great for the van. Yeah, he's perfect. And he has been with my mom for the last couple of years that I've lived abroad in New York and in London and now in Jits. And he's getting yeah, so on. You haven't actually spent a great deal of time with him in the last five years, I'd say. That's right. But he was a huge part of my life. The the first five years that we had him, um, he saw me through uh, university, through my master's, the, all the late nights writing my dissertations. He is just the best and I love him to bits. Um, but yeah, he is getting on. He is somewhere around 12 to 14, we yeah, think. Yeah, we worked out that somewhere between like late 80s and mid 90s in doggy years. So he's, In human years. In human years, yeah, but obviously. <laughs> yeah, he's not 87 years old, actually. That would be, be some kind of record. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's brilliant. And what I like about having him in Jits is it's quite apt because he's an old dog. He's got basically half an ear missing, one eye missing. He's always breaking down, so to speak. Well, he has a sensitive tummy um, and also, yeah, he's always he's always getting he's got, sick. He's got him. health issues and much like Jits, who is quite often breaking down, has got lots of issues, you know, not the most reliable van, Triggy, not the most reliable dog. And also the thing that's quite poetic about it is it's the last big trip for Jits and potentially Triggy's last big adventure, which is both very, very sad. I want to correct you there. It's not Trigger's last big adventure. It's his first adventure <laughs> that he has never touched down to mainland Europe. Um, he has definitely come and he's visited us when, when we were in London and we've done some little micro trips he's around the UK. He's had some adventures. But he has never, ever... Not to this scale. He does have a pet passport that does not yet have stamps from uh, countries like France and Italy. So that's on the, uh, on the old the, bucket list for him. It's the UK and Ireland, doesn't it, at the moment? Yeah. Basically... They're both just very scrappy, aren't they? Jits is scrappy, Trigger is scrappy, so they make a good pairing. Yeah, we're scrappy too. We're scrappy, yeah, but I'd like to think we're not quite as scrappy as Jits and Triggs, but, you know, on, <laughs> on some days. <laughs> um, when so, we haven't showered for a few days. Yeah, when we haven't showered for a few days, yeah. Look, there's a load of horses just running along behind us. Oh, wow. Anyway, sorry, yeah, we just got distracted there because there's loads of, there's a horse and their foal just frolicking in the field behind us. We're in a park up in a little lay-by next to some nice walks for Triggy. We are we are on our way south before heading over, well, getting the MOT done. We've had the MOT done, it's failed, we need to get some work done and then we need to head on over, over the Eurotunnel. But before we get down to that and get to our future things, I think we just need to explain why does Triggy, because we didn't explain, why does Triggy only have one eye? Well, they reckon that he was used as a bait dog when he was a pup. Um, so for bulldog fighting, um, which is obviously absolutely horrendous. Um, but he is very much spoiled now and he's very much loved by us. So He yeah. is absolutely spoiled. He's really landed on his feet, but he must have had an absolutely, obviously horrific start to life. And that's given him a bit of an attitude problem, like unsurprisingly. Yep, towards other dogs, unsurprisingly, he will just yap away like the devil is inside him. He will go crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, we assume that that's because of his horrible uh, experience with other bigger dogs. So, so other than that, 
He's a lovely little temperament. When he's inside, he's just totally happy chilling out right now. He's just literally sat next to Tanya, just no, not bothered at all. Mm-hmm, getting a lovely little massage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Very much pampered for sure. So this episode is a little bit different from our more recent ones. Uh, it's just Tanya and I. We have no guests. Tanya and I and Triggy, of course, the aforementioned Triggy. We're going to be answering some questions that we've got from the community over on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But, but something just to note about this podcast in general, we've really enjoyed having conversations with people and we've got some incredible feedback on Instagram and it's just been really nice for us and moving forward that is definitely it's kind of we've always thought that this is the format that we wanted with the podcast where we'd interview people but recently having started now and and moving forward with it has really cemented that we we definitely want to keep getting inspirational and wonderful people on the podcast and we've got some really lovely exciting guests lined up for future episodes Um, if there's anybody by the way that that you can think of that you think would be a great guest on the podcast then let us know over on Instagram because we're always looking for inspiration because we know that there are so many amazing people out there, which can try and get as many of them on as we can. And thanks everybody so much for all of your feedback in the DMs over on Instagram because they've been just lovely. And I know that we've been having some wonderful conversations over there. Um, so, so thanks so much for that. Yeah, I absolutely love having chats with others because I think that's, you know, the, the, the best thing about this community is that we get to connect and meet people that have similar outlooks and also have different experiences to share. Yesterday, for example, we met a lovely couple. We were parked up um, again on a just a wild camping spot. We were parked up next to... Uh, a lovely couple who have just retired and we were having this wonderful conversation with Howard and Helen who have recently retired and Howard had just two months ago he was very ill with Covid and they really really thought that he wasn't going to make it it was quite dire So yeah, the- he was, he's basically they put him to sleep without him knowing mm-hmm. they put an injection in his arm um, and they said oh we're just going to put this in your arm and then he woke up seven weeks later yeah. Unbelievable. It was just a really, really tough time for him and his wife, Helen, and everyone, or all of his loved ones, of course. And the reason I share this is because whilst we were having this conversation, they were telling us about how now that he has made it and now that he is back to almost full health, they have decided that they're going to pursue this dream of van life. And they're, they've, they're just... They've just moved into their van and they're going to be traveling around Europe and they're making that dream a reality. And so as I'm having these conversations, as we're having these conversations with people that we meet, you know, just, you know, whether we were parked up right next to them or just out and about, I'm there thinking, wow, these are the type of conversations that I want to be having more often and sharing them on the podcast because mm. there's so many incredibly inspirational people that you just meet day to day. And um, so, yeah, we, we're just really loving sharing these conversations. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, enough about this podcast as a series. What is this podcast as an episode going to be about? I've already answered, haven't I? Yeah. I've already told everyone what it's going to be about. <laughs> You've already told everyone. But before, <laughs> before we dive into the questions, I want to say a big fat thank you to everyone who is currently listening on Spotify. Apparently 50% of you are listening on Spotify and you have left us 311 reviews. So if you have Reviews on Spotify? No, sorry, ratings. 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 You see, that's the thing. On Spotify, you can only rate the podcast. So thank you to all of you who have been listening on Spotify and who have clicked the rating under our name. If you haven't done so already, this is your wink, wink, nudge, nudge to do so, please. That would be amazing. And for anyone that I think there's like 30% of you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please do rate our podcast there and leave us a review because it means the world to us. So without further ado, let's get stuck into the questions. Um, Thank you everybody who has submitted the questions because it really helps us create these podcasts because as you know, we always include your questions in the podcast, whether it's between us or with guests. And yeah, it just really helps. So thanks so much for getting involved. Okay, Tanya, do you want to start? Yes. Amanda asks, do either of you miss your lifestyle pre-van life? I 100% miss elements of my lifestyle pre-van life. It's something I know that we've spoken about before. Uh, 
in cities, you know, you've got a different energy to the country. And we lived in cities before moving into a van and, and traveling majority out in nature, out in the countryside. Uh, also, there's having a routine. There's the structure. There's a lot to be said for that. It's easier to be more productive. It's easier to get consistent with things like working out, healthy eating, <laughs> cleanliness, all the kind of things that become difficult when you live in a van are things that you miss being easy when you didn't. And also spending time with friends. I mean, I know mm. that for you, the things that you always talk about that you really miss, um, yeah, that, that routine that you just mentioned and going to the gym in particular, because we do carry around that 50 kg weights that we can kind of you know, configure as we like, but we are limited to that. And you also really miss football. Yeah, I miss football a lot. And that's just something you can't really do it on the road. Like you can't find games on the road. There's, I think there's, I've looked around and there seem to be apps and stuff for it, but it's just not feasible. I don't know where I'm going to be. Also, don't know if you're really going to find a game. Normally we're out in the countryside where there aren't pitches. So yeah, it's it's a shame. I'd, I'd, I'd love to play football more. And I realise as well, like the, the older I'm getting, the slower I'm getting, the less locally I'm going to be able to play football to like the best of my ability as I get older. So that, again, it's like something like I feel like I'm missing um, my opportunity to be playing in a football team because when I grew up in Devon, I was part of an 11 aside team and that was something that was really important to me. We'd play football every weekend and we were in a league and I just absolutely loved it. Um, and yeah, so that's something that's completely gone from my life now. And like Tanya said, friends, like I don't spend as much quality time with people other than Tanya basically yeah, um, that's true. so it's great because we again we've spoken about this before like the positives for our relationship we get to spend so much quality time together that a lot of people don't but the sacrifice of that is that we don't spend time with friends and other people who we're close to mm -hmm. so it's it's very much our world in some ways has got much much bigger because we're out and about traveling and we are meeting people that we don't know but it's also got a lot smaller in the sense that it is just the two of us our online community, of course, and the people we're meeting along the way, but they're normally fleeting meetings. Yeah, and I get attached to people um, quite quickly. So if we meet people on the road or, you know, we're convoying with friends or something like that, I find it really hard to say goodbye because it really feels like we're, we're, we are choosing this transient lifestyle. And... Sometimes I just wish that we could just spend longer with with some of the people that we meet or just our friends. Um, but on the note that you said about the your life or your world feeling smaller in some respects, I definitely do think that having this online community, and by that I mean as well as having conversations and Zoom chats with our friends who we've had for years, but also the conversations that we have on the Instagram DMs or in the comments, I know that maybe, you know, for you listening, it might seem potentially quite superficial, but for us, when we're having these conversations with you and other people in the community, it's just, it's quite enriching. And so I, I definitely think that without van life and YouTube and everything that we've built, we just, our world would be smaller in a different way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I would still say that an online community can't replace a community of people that you have, you know, your close friends in real life. It's very different. It's fulfilling in different ways, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so all of those reasons are the reasons why we don't envisage ourselves living in a van and doing van life forever. Mm -hmm. We definitely always want to have a van because we love it and we always want van life to be a part of our life but we don't want it to be our life which is why we're looking at other options and other projects effectively and we've mentioned before a homestead is something we're really seriously considering and we're just kind of like trying to make the decisions on where that will be what that will look like but it's something that we're really excited about because of having the stability and having some structure and some routine and being able to like have friends over and you know go and see friends but that's again brings up another big question it's like where do we have it because like lots of our we've worked out that geographically the most the smartest place for us to be based to be close to our friends would be London, but that doesn't fit with the lifestyle we want other than our friends. So there's all these things that we're weighing up. A question from Amanda. Do you have similar standards for cleanliness? If not, how do you deal with that in such a small space? Great question, Amanda. Hmm, I think Adam and I probably have very similar 
yeah, standards to cleanliness. When we talk... You're better at executing said standards. Oh, like, thank you. You are. You'll you'll be the one that will go, okay, the bathroom is doing it, and then you'll just do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I really do. And actually, do you know what? Here's another thing I, I do. I keep the old toothbrushes under the sink. Boom. Get them out. Get in those corners. And I am not shy about cleaning mm. that toilet. You know, if you get poop on your hands, that's just part of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just... Yeah, there you go. See, whereas I wouldn't... I would put that kind of job off for as long as I could <laughs> um, and n- let it get to a state that it shouldn't get to. But that doesn't mean that I'm okay with that state. So our <laughs> standards are the same, but our, our upkeep of said standards is not delivered with the same enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although, do you know what? I really do appreciate that you clean out the toilet. That's the thing that you do. So True. You know As in empty the toilet, you mean? Em. Yeah, like yeah. clean yeah, exactly. So there's two stages yeah, of and you've done that once in the I mean you've done that once, literally, just once. Twice, maybe, since we started the trip. Yeah, that's true. But so just for anyone listening who's not familiar with the the two parts of cleaning a toilet. Ooh, really interesting ooh, shot here. Yeah, podcast gold. <laughs> Are there any podcast awards? I hope they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so two parts. One, you well, for us, we've got a chemical toilet. So there's a cassette. You poop into like a box. And essentially, that fills up with pee and poo. There's Lovely. some chemical you know, that goes in there, breaks it all down into like this brown sludge. And Adam takes said box and empties that in designated places that are typically just found at campsites mm-hmm. or around Europe in designated airs for camper vans. Now, that's one stage of cleaning the poo box. The other stage... That's kind of emptying. That's emptying, yeah. 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 And, you know, but you're very thorough. Yeah, because what cause were what you, you going to go on to say about the dance... Yeah, well, yeah, go. So, so you don't just empty it because then it would just, you know, you'd have lots of leftover stuff. So then you fill it with water, shake it around, which is what I meant when I referred to the dance because Tanya always makes me dance for stories. So <laughs> if you've seen our Instagram stories, you'll see me quite often, I'm sure, dancing away with the poo box. Yeah. Uh, a toilet cassette, let's be professional. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll be, I'll, ref- I'll fill that with water, shake it around, pour it out, fill it up again a bit more, shake it around, pour it out until the water comes out looking clear. Like yeah. you could make your tea from it. But you always love to that classic dad joke. That's the well. That's what I look for. It's like, oh yeah, you can make tea with that. Yeah. But not looking like tea. Looking like you can, you know. Put oh your yeah. Tea back in. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not hot yeah. chocolate. Not no. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my part. That's my job. And then I actually clean the the toilet cubicle slash. Mm wet room shower and you know that's the actual toilet pot that is just the grind that builds up in and around the toilet we also have a pee bottle that our friends Alex and Emma from the Travel Beans um, they kindly gifted to us when we did a convoy in Austria also if you haven't listened to our podcast episode with them definitely go back lots of fun and that pee bottle sometimes spills because not when I use it I know. Well, this is oh, <laughs> this is where Adam's going to dob me in because sometimes I don't put the lid on properly. Oh my god! Why would you not be paying a hundred percent attention <laughs> to putting a lid on a bottle full of pee? Why would you? Where would you? Where else would your attention be? What could be more important than that process? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I that that is definitely something that I have to hold up my hand and say. Like sometimes I don't put the lid properly on like olive oil or balsamic vinegar. That's I can understand. I can deal with that a bit more. I still not a good habit but it's you know I know I know. spilling a bit of oil somewhere is annoying actually we do have a massive oil stain on the carpet and jits but that's not as bad as pee but I just want to clarify here that the lid doesn't come fully off and pee goes everywhere it just dribbles out a bit yeah exactly but it's only a matter of time Exactly. That all compounds into one big mess if you're not careful. So I just make sure to stay on top of it. I'm yeah. on the kitchen as well. I like to really clean the stove. I'm not these. I'm not one of these people who let the grime build no, up. No, actually, you're very good at making sure the cooker's in good good situation. Yeah. So we do have same standards but different executions. Yes. Yeah. And I just want to really, really elaborate on the fact that when pee goes everywhere in the toilet, which isn't everywhere. <laughs> When it goes a little bit everywhere, not everywhere, but when, when there's a little bit of an accident with the pee bottle, we tidy up straight away. We don't just drive around with pee sloshing around the toilet for ages. Like, we do not. Not knowingly. No. Well, I don't... <laughs> I think we know. No, I don't think that that's happened. So that's good. 
Yeah, I think this personal hygiene is kind of a bit of a crossover to this, and I think we're both on the same standards as that. We we've become a lot more resilient to missing out on showers. I would say. Ooh, resilience a good word. Resilient. It makes it sound cool. It makes it sound like yeah, cool Badass. and hardy rather than just disgusting. <laughs> but we do we we do try and shower once every three maybe four days. But before, when I live in a house, uh, it's I quite often a twice a day showerer. So for me to go to that to like basically living as if I'm camping, which is like not showering very often, that was a, that was something that I didn't like. And, I, and I'm okay with that now. I still love a good shower and Jits has got a shower, as we've mentioned, and as a lot of you probably have seen in the van tour on YouTube. Um, and it's great. And we always forget, we come out of the shower after doing it, we're like, God, it's so much easier than we think. Like, why do we keep putting it off? Yeah. So, so other than, you know, the usage of water, we, it's really easy for us to have a shower and we should do it more often. So I reckon on average we're about three days, once every three days we have a shower. Yeah, that's true. Not amazing, but it's okay. We're we're both in a relationship. So yeah, I do we're not hope, out there. I, I hope that when, when we look back on the analytics of this episode, we don't see a massive, massive drop off on subscribe from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We've got a question here from Cynthia who asks, are you planning on having kids? If yes, would it be the end of full-time van life? Yes, we are planning on having kids. Actually, Adam's very adamant about having just the one child and I am undecided. Well, I like the idea of having two, but I don't like the idea of having to start having kids now so that we've still got time to have two. So I'm just going to see how it goes. I also would like to have one before... I decide, yes, I want to, because I don't know true. what it's going to be like. That's true. Apparently, the first child is meant to be an absolute dream to trick you into having the second. <laughs> really? Yeah, so... But that's it. You can have one child and get lulled into a false sense of security. Actually, a lot of our friends have said that, that the first child is great and the second child is more difficult. Yeah. So so you do, you get lulled into a false sense of security and then you're like, great, this is easy. And then you have a second and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, one thing that um, probably plays into our outlook of having one child versus two is the fact that Adam and I are both only children Mm. and we were both raised by single moms as well. So our family unit has been very, very small for both of us. So whilst I can see the value and, you know, I love the idea of having more than one kid because they will be friends and, you know, kind of this this idea of just the, the family unit when we just a bigger family. And I definitely really love and appreciate that. I also think that we never felt like we were missing out on anything because I guess we didn't have that point of reference. So we... I think that we could be perfectly happy with just the one and that our kid could be perfectly happy. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think, I don't think for a child, I think there's pros and cons of being an only child or being part of a bigger family. And I can definitely see the beauty of having a big family. Like I, a, a big part of me does like the idea of having three, four, five kids. But I just really think from a selfish point of view, I think that the more kids we would have the more sacrifices we would end up having to make because of the more energy they would demand again i'm kind of speaking very naively here because we don't have any kids to to go by but i feel like having three or four kids or even two kids compared to just having one takes a lot of energy and would require a lot more sacrifices in terms of our lifestyle and the projects and the things that we want to achieve i feel like I feel like we could more easily strike a balance with one child and what we want to do than we could with more than that. But again, who knows? Who knows how we'll feel once we have one? Who knows? Maybe we'll be like, okay, this we want to dedicate us our whole life to just being parents and then mm-hmm. that'll be something that we'll want to do more of. I don't know. Yeah, well, going back to the question about would it be the end of full-time van life? Um, again, we don't know. Maybe, but I feel like we still want to do some big van life trips. So we do some like one or two month, maybe three month trips, um, but always have a home base. So I think that's something that's coming up for us. Like we said before, regardless of having kids, I think we want to strike a balance of having a base and doing some trips from a base rather than living in a van full time anyway. Yeah, definitely. Amanda asks, how much money do you make from YouTube? 
We actually answered this in great detail in episode seven, where we talked about the art of making money on the road and what that entails. So definitely go back and check that out. The uh, short answer is not a lot. Not a lot at the moment. Uh, We hope that will change. Um, But yeah, throughout our whole film making, like we, we did the maths for the episode. What number was it? Did you say seven? Episode seven. So episode seven, which is all about funding full-time travel. Um, we, we crunched the numbers for it. And I think it was something like six, six and a half thousand pounds for all of the films we've made. And that includes over two million views in total. So it's not a huge amount of money, but that is how much we make. Yeah. I'm just going into the analytics now. We're now on 7,000 £273 that oh, we've made. Go. So it's not money to be sniffed at, but it's also over the course of three years and a lot of work. It's and not between living, the two of us. Yeah, and between the two of us is not living wage. That's three and a half grand each for three, work, three years worth of work. <laughs> yeah, so we've had to make money um, elsewhere, like selling footage, working with tourism boards, working yeah. with brands here and there. But so again, we, we go into that all in detail on, on episode seven. So an assumption that Gustavo submitted is, I assume that you guys are very frugal. I don't know why, but I do. Um, Tanya? I would say we are. In some respects, yeah, we definitely are, especially with van life, because we we have to be quite mindful of our budget. We have to have money on reserve for things like the unexpected, but, you know, it always comes up, the, the, the mechanical bills and everything. So, yeah, we are definitely frugal. And um, the, the biggest expenses that we have, to be fair, are um, camera kit. And Adam tends to spend months researching anything before he commits to it. So he definitely doesn't invest on a whim. So, yeah, I think that would be fair to say. I think we, we definitely mind the... What do they say? Mind the pennies. The pounds will mind themselves. Yeah, look after the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. There you go. Exactly. So, yeah, we we definitely do take that kind of approach. I'd say the one thing that we are fortunate enough to not particularly hold back on is our food. Like That's true. We don't eat out, but when we go to supermarkets, we will spend money on fruit and vegetables and try and get the healthier options, even if that's more expensive. Yes. Um, And that's something that's just important to us. So we do spend more money there. But in general, yeah, we we don't spend money. For example, we haven't invested... All the investments we've made to JITs have been practical, functional, not (laughs) cosmetic. Like you can look around JITs and I can see so much room for improvement on the cosmetics, but I know it'll cost so much money and the return on investment won't be there in the same way that the functionality... like we spent a good amount of money on getting our electric set up, like our batteries, our solar panel and all of that. But I know that that's super functional, increases our quality of life, increases our productivity. And because we went and spent it on a really good brand that we researched, we know that it will hold its value and we can sell it. So we kind of take approaches like that when we come to spending money at the moment, because we kind of have to, like we'd love to, you know, with our homestead, we'd love to be able to invest more in making it more of a beautiful place to be and spend money on the like aesthetics a bit more Definitely. Than, than we have with Jits. But yeah, I guess maybe one of the reasons you assumed we are a bit more frugal is because Jits is scrappy. We're always wearing the same clothes in all our videos. <laughs> things like that so it doesn't look like you know we're splashing cash around yeah but definitely we like to spend on quality over quantity yeah exactly right same with camera kit like like Tanya says I'll research it so I'm getting a quality something that will hold its value um clothes the same we kind of like to have clothes that are good quality and that will last and that are you know fairly made and everything which leads nicely on actually to our merch, which oh, is brilliant. why we are making our merchandise ethical, sustainable, recyclable, organic, and completely circular. Circular, 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 circular. So circular fashion, which means that it has a QR code on the inside of it on a label. You can scan that, and once the jumper's worn out, which hopefully won't be for a long time, you can send it back, and then it will get recycled, and the materials will get used to create a new jumper or a new t-shirt or whatever it is. So and you get a little voucher as well. And you get a little voucher. I didn't know that. Yeah, you do. Well, there you go. So yeah, sustainably made. Everybody is paid fairly. Made in renewable energy factories. Uh, so yeah, if you fancy um, checking out our merch and supporting us, then head over to jitsintothesunset.com. Yeah, we are a little bit more expensive than if you went to Primark. 
but we don't exploit workers. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. That, that should That's be our tagline. Yeah. <laughs> we are more expensive than Primark bus. <laughs> Rob and Jenny Watts assume that we are always super positive. I think that is, in a lot of ways, that's a fair assumption because we are, our disposition is very positive, but we're not always super positive. Sometimes you can't, well, you can't be, we wouldn't be human if we were always positive, um, but we're very lucky in the fact that we, you know, we, we seem to be happy people in general. I don't know what we've done to cultivate that, but that is that is just who we seem to be by default. But sometimes, you know, we have our days. Everyone has their days. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, we always talk about, um, I know everyone just bangs on about like being grateful and having a, you know, gratitude journal. Well, that's because it's important. No, yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I, and I'm saying that everyone bangs on about it. Is, and, you know, and it might seem like airy fairy and stuff. But for us, we do tend to mm. spend a lot of our days just being like, oh my God, look how, like, how lucky are we? How lucky are we that we have, you know, air in our lungs, that we, you know, we woke up in this beautiful park up and... A big one as well is whenever we do go to the supermarket, like we said before, yeah. we can go there, not need to worry about being able to afford our food, spend money on the food that we want. And that is such a huge privilege, just going to a supermarket and walking around. Yeah. That is one where we, we talk about that a lot. All the time, yeah. When we're at the checkout, be like, look at all the colour, look at all the the fruit and the veg and Adam loves his yogurt from Alpro <laughs> not sponsored but he is addicted <laughs> and you know they're they're pricey and we it's it's our little treat and we always say to each other aren't we really lucky that we can mm. put that in our basket and not have to you know count the pennies and I think that probably comes from the fact that both Adam and I do not come from money um at all and we were always quite bootstrapped yeah. growing up and whereas now we're not yeah we're not like loaded but we also don't need to worry when we go yeah. to a supermarket and that's such a huge privilege yeah i think gratitude is something that we've kind of created as a bit of a, a habit a good habit that we've gotten into um but there are some times where we've got down like there's, there's this one point we haven't actually spoken about this before but in iceland mm -hmm. we had a weird little lull of a low moment for a good few days there because we had such, and this again comes down to expectation versus reality. Yeah. And I think if you have high expectations and then that's not met in reality, that can cause like a, a disconnect and then, you know, you can feel low off the back of that. And for the, for a few days in Iceland that had happened because we had such high hopes about the film we were going to make. We'd set these unrealistic expectations of how the film was going to turn out, what the lighting was going to be, the weather. And we just, we kind of put pressure on ourselves to make this the best film that we'd ever made. And we got there and the weather was very grey. We really felt like we were battling with the light, with the weather. It felt like everything that was going wrong could go wrong. And instead of just facing into that and going, oh, it doesn't matter, we'll just like roll with it. We let it get to us and we let it get us down. And that was something that, yeah, it did really affect us. And at one point we were like, oh God, I just don't, we just didn't enjoy the process of filmmaking at that moment. And there was a moment where we, I just thought, oh, I just can't be bothered with this film. And that's really bad. That was really, yeah, not like us at oh, all. No. And at the time we kept saying to ourselves, like, why can't we shake this off? Like, we, we've never been like this. But just to, you know, put it into context, like we, you know, Iceland is expensive. It is an investment to go there. And we wanted to go there longer than one or two weeks because we ended up going for three weeks because we wanted to make sure that we had enough time to really see the country properly, be able to really capture it and and, and share it with you who, who are part of our YouTube community. We love that. And when we got there, we're talking about 75% of the time that we were there, it was rainy, cloudy, zero visibility. When we were on the roads, we could barely see, like how far ahead of us could we see? Yeah, it was pretty dangerous driving conditions. It was exactly. like really just grey for a lot of the time. So that was really not conducive with enjoying the process of filmmaking, at least as we were seeing it then, but we could have easily, like looking at it now, we could have just turned it and gone, just, you know, made a piece about that and that would have made us better. And that's actually exactly what we just did in Cornwall. Like we had some bad weather in Cornwall, which is the film that we're releasing today, actually, same day of this podcast. And we managed, instead of getting down about the weather, we managed to go, okay, let's just make a thing of it. And, you know, we actually, by doing that, saw the beauty of the bad weather and being out in nature in that time. And, you know, 
letting something like being in Iceland and the weather not being perfect for our film that we're trying to make for YouTube, letting something like that get us down sounds like such... It sounds ridiculous. Like it when is, you put yeah. that into perspective and you look at everything that's going around in the world, we have absolutely no right to be complaining about something like that. But we couldn't help it. We can help feeling that's how we felt. And a lot of people who do have bad days talk about feeling guilty because they'll look at themselves and go, why am I feeling down? I shouldn't be feeling down. And then that ends up making it worse. Yeah, so, that's what happened to us. We, exactly we were very well aware when we were when we were fed up in Iceland we were like we're being ridiculous we're being ridiculous but we didn't feel positive mm. and um, yeah and it was just the again going back to your point it was the expectation and the pressure that we had put upon ourselves completely self-inflicted yeah so we're not always super positive is is the answer to that but definitely are positive people but we've got our days and we're working through that yeah yeah yeah, that, that Iceland that Iceland situation is very rare for us, which I'm very pleased to say. And actually, I almost strangely feel a bit embarrassed talking about how we let it get to us and how we got down. Um, I think it's fine to speak about, but I definitely feel like, why did why why do we feel like that? It's so stupid. But anyway, that's it. We went. We've learned from that. We're going to try to make sure that doesn't happen again by accepting and taking things as they are. And it's the classic saying, isn't it, that you don't have control over what happens to you, only how you react to it. And that's just what we have to do. You have to take control and accept the fact that you don't have control over everything and take control over how you react. Exactly. Amanda and Alexa have questions about Van Life America. Amanda asks, are you planning to travel the US? If so, pretty please host a meetup. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that would be good. And Alexa, straight to the point, she wrote, Van Life America, when? <laughs> not even a question mark, not even a comma, just Van Life America, when? Straight to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's something that we've spoken about. Of course, Alice and Emma are out there, Travel Beans, and we'd love to go meet up with them and have a convoy with them if they'd if they'd let us, they're notoriously difficult to pin down. Um, so we'd love to go and do a little convoy with them again. And we'd love to spend some time in America. It probably wouldn't be a massive two-month, three-month trip. It maybe be four weeks, mm -hmm. six weeks, something like that. Um, but we would absolutely love it. America is definitely somewhere on the list. And I think traveling America in a van or an RV, as they'd call it over RV. there. RV? An RV. No, that's not an accent, is it? What was that? Anyway. I, I don't know. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> we know there are some absolutely stunning national parks in America and there's so much to see and we would love the idea of going over there and making a few films. Um, so it's it's on the list, that's for sure. And I also love the idea of doing a meetup. We haven't done one yet. Mm. And I think that it would just it would just be brilliant. I'd love it so that we could find a place where people could come in and their campers and we'd have a barbecue and we'd all sit around a fire and we'd, you know, toast some marshmallows and have hot chocolate and just have chats. And I think the ultimate thing for me would be to see other people from our community come together and make friends with each oh, other. Oh, yeah. Because one really special moment that I'll never forget is when we were tagged in stories from two separate van life couples who actually met up. They became <laughs> friends because we tagged them in stories. So what, one thing that we really love to do is highlight other people in the community. Sometimes when you DM us and you tell us about your story, we love sharing about your stories on our stories so that other people can discover you. And it was so special because that's exactly what happened. They met up having discovered each other through our introduction, through our Instagram stories. And they met up in real life and are now friends. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, they're both couples are over 50 as well so they are just living their best life and yeah I just absolutely loved that I just thought wow because of us and this platform we managed to bring other people together and I just thought that was really special so yeah I think that that would be the dream we would love to meet you in person but also see you come together with others yeah whether that be in America or somewhere else yeah Who asked, who went vegan first? Was it Tanya? 
Uh, interesting that you'd assume it was Tanya. I suppose most people assume that it's the girlfriend that then makes the boyfriend go vegan because I think that is quite common, actually, to be honest. Um, but no, it wasn't. We both found our own ways to becoming vegan. We were vegan when we met. Um, I think I was more of a strict vegan earlier than Tanya, actually. Yeah, because I found myself uh, watching the documentaries like Houseparacy and um, Forks Over Knives, I think maybe seven years ago and I went vegan and then um, but I wasn't strictly vegan so I was dabbling so yeah I think we both found veganism years and years before we met each other you have been more strictly vegan since the very beginning and yeah and now going strong I haven't actually seen many of the documentaries at all. Maybe I should, but it was more, I just started reading about it and, and the more I thought about it and the more reasons I came across that were to, to be vegan, which inevitably outweighed the reason not to be vegan. The reason not to be vegan is you like the taste and the flavor of the products. Um, and the reasons to be vegan are huge. It's like the once you start realizing what happens to the animals, it becomes a no-brainer in terms of like animal ethics then there's the environmental issues and actually the dietary issues because lots of these animal products aren't as healthy as I originally thought and used to think growing up milk's a great example. Um, so yeah, that those reasons, those three big reasons, any one of them would have been enough for me to want to go vegan. Um, but you know, the fact that there are all three reasons that can be put into one decision it yeah turned into it was a no-brainer for me so that was that was the reason for me going vegan and yeah it's been seven eight years now something like that I can't remember exactly but something like that so yeah that's kind of our story we get a lot of questions actually about veganism um about the way that we eat our choices so maybe in the future we'll dedicate a podcast episode to go into that in a bit more detail We've been sharing a lot over on Instagram and Facebook stories about our day-to-day, what's going on with JIT, the MOT failing, all of that. And um, subsequently, we've been getting a lot of DMs about our plans for Italy and beyond. Are we going to be spending uh, winter there? Where are we going? So I thought we'd just answer that here. What are our plans? So the short answer to that is we don't exactly know um the long answer is that we are going to go we've just had our mot which we failed and an mot is something that happens in the uk which you have to have every year to just check that your vehicle passes a certain amount of requirements for it to be road legal and for it to be safe um so there's a few things that jits has failed on there kind of unsurprisingly because she's an old vehicle as with a lot of old vehicles you'll have failures that will just pop up over wear and tear over the year so we're not particularly surprised but there are a few things we need to get make sure that we get them done before we leave and we're planning to leave at the end of the week on the euro tunnel so assuming that we do we're booked in for wednesday to have the van looked at um so assuming jits gets fixed and then passes her mot and becomes all legal we're then going to get on to the Eurotunnel on Friday and then we're going to spend the weekend and probably the beginning of the following week just getting to Italy as quickly as we can. We're driving, we're aiming for the Dolomites. Um, and then uh, other than that, and I guess this is the beauty of van life, we haven't made any more substantial plans. We are just going to get to Italy and then just roll with it. Um, but the rough idea is Dolomites, Tuscany, then hopefully south of Italy, then we're going to cross over the ferry uh, towards Croatia, spend some time in Croatia. And again, that, that helps us out with Brexit, because as some of you may know, but I'm sure a lot of you don't know, that the rules with Brexit now, we're only allowed into the Schengen zone, which is a certain section of Europe, for 90 days at a time. So after you know a certain amount of time, the clock will stop and Croatia is a place where we can kind of pause our visa clock, if you like. Um, so yeah, we'll be heading over to Croatia and we want to look at Montenegro, Albania, and, you know, make our way down towards Greece if JITS is still running well. And we're going to be nervous then because we're so far away from the UK that if anything goes wrong with JITS, <laughs> you know, we're just and so tricks. far from home. Yeah, and tricks. So, so yeah, that's the plan really, to try and just make our way down to Greece and then... We'll probably be heading back for winter, 
to the UK for around yeah December November we probably think late October early November we'll be starting to head back to the UK but again we don't know it's a pretty open plan which is very very exciting yeah and then we've spoken about when we get back to the UK and then it's winter we've spoken about doing well, we don't know. What, what what do we think we're going to do when we get back? <laughs> That's a good question. It'll probably change 15 times over between now and then. But we would love to grab our backpacks and go somewhere like India, for example, and do just like a, a backpacking trip around there. Yeah, make some films, some different kinds of films. Like I've always wanted to go to India and do the filming there. And just I know <laughs> that it would just be such a like a visual feast for us with our cameras and we just would really enjoy the process of filmmaking over there and and different different way of travel and indonesia as well yeah indonesia so so we're going to do that but that again that will just be a, a backpacking trip for the winter and then we'll come back to jets and be like okay <laughs> reassess the situation like what's the condition of jets are we thinking of doing a homestead do we know where we want to do a homestead yet have we made that decision are we going to do a van renovation so it's very much an open-ended plan. I don't even know if you can call it a plan. It's so open-ended. Yeah. <laughs> but that is our that is our situation. So make sure you're following us along on Instagram and Facebook and anywhere where you can find... And YouTube. And on YouTube. YouTube is our main platform. <laughs> of course. Of course, YouTube. So, yeah. Yeah, YouTube is where we will be posting films of whatever our plans end up evolving into. So if you're not already, then make sure you go over and subscribe and check us out there because, yeah, that's that's we're, we're, we love podcasting and we love Instagram. But I think YouTube and filmmaking, that's where our real passion lies. And that's what started us off on this real whole creator journey. <laughs> Our last question is from Kieran and Pauline, who we actually met up in Scotland. They asked, well, their assumption is Tanya is actually a better cook, which is why she often cooks and not because Adam is busy editing. I'll let you answer that. False. False. <laughs> no, of course. Completely true. You are a better cook. I do make a couple of really good dishes, but only a couple. You're more efficient. Your dishes are more varied. Yeah. And to be fair, <laughs> I think I have had more practice. I have been cooking since I was seven. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have not. I, 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 I started what you could barely call cooking in university. Yeah. Pasta. And my favorite was pasta, cheese and ketchup. Lovely. I still love that, oh, but I wouldn't choose really? that as a meal. Yeah, it tastes lovely. I mean, as I remember it, I haven't had it for years and I'm not about to, <laughs> but as I remember it, it was a lovely, lovely student dish. Yeah, that beans on toast, classic. Jack of potato, absolute textbook. But yeah, no, to, to clarify, Tanya is definitely a better cook than me and uh, she does spoil me sometimes with her cooking and like my favourite is like your salads and your wraps, which you can actually make within five, ten minutes. You get me to make one of those wraps, it's going to be half an hour, it's a waste of time. What do you always say? You always say, never do a shit job well. Oh yeah, <laughs> never do a shit job That's well. That's probably why you're there like just chopping the cucumber really <laughs> slowly so that I'm like, get out of the kitchen, let me at it. And it's probably your... your Tactics. Yeah, exactly. Swindled. Mm-hmm. Something that we haven't spoken about before on the podcast is the fact that we have music playlists. So I've always loved curating music playlists. We've made three different ones for Jits and we've put them out there uh, to the Instagram community and we've got a few, few people that really enjoyed them and we've got some great feedback. We'll leave links to them in the show notes if you're, if you're interested. But there's one really incredible story that came out of one of them. I can't remember exactly which track it was, but our subscribers, Jess and Ed, discovered a song that they really enjoyed on one of our playlists and it ended up becoming their first dance song at their wedding and we yeah. think that is so cool they sent us a lovely message to say thank you so much for putting the playlist together because without it they wouldn't have found their first song to their wedding so with that we wanted to share with you hopefully you will enjoy the music that is on there curated by adam done a great job i think <laughs> thank you and um yeah if you do check it out and make sure to favorite the playlist so that whenever you're on a road trip or you're doing gardening or cooking we can keep you company in that way as well yeah i love a good playlist i always end up discovering new music when i listen to a playlist because there'll always be something there that i haven't discovered before and yeah it's just great we're finding new music 
big thank you to all of you who have taken the time to leave us review on Apple Podcasts. As you know, we're blue in the face by telling you that it is one of the best ways that you can support our podcast and this week we want to shout out Nikki Grace who left us a lovely review and so we're going to read it out because she is getting a jit sticker so she wrote so happy Tanya and Adam have started a podcast we found them first on their YouTube channel and their films are beautifully shot full of fun and really take you to the places they visit definitely worth a watch if you haven't already at this point I have to interject and say it sounds like we wrote this but we promise we did not now listening to their podcast it's like listening to a conversation with old friends if you enjoy traveling enjoy conversations with positive honest people about travel and living life to the full then give them a listen they will brighten your day and make you want to get out there and do the things you really want to do Thank you so much, Nikki. I absolutely love that, particularly the last point, because for us, if through our conversations with each other, but also through the conversations that we have with our guests, if we can spark something in you um, and, uh, and a thought, an idea, motivation, anything like that, just just action, that just makes all of this worth it. So thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you. We absolutely love reading those reviews. So that is it from this episode. The only thing that's left to do is come up with a code word. What does a code word mean, Tanya? The code word means that you have listened right through to the end of this podcast. So we are going to give you a code word, which you will then DM us on Instagram so we know who you are. And this week, literally just now, I thought of pineapple. Pineapple, nice. I thought it was a cute one. Is there a pineapple emoji? There is. See, oh, this perfect. is this is the thing, right? I really love it when we get the emojis plus yeah. the message about yeah. maybe their feedback of the of the podcast or something like that. Yeah. So, but just just to say as well, we we love getting the messages with the emojis, and we respond to as many as we can. But we're really sorry if we haven't responded to you yet because there are a, a great deal because we're getting so much great positive feedback from our podcasts, um, and. We, yeah, we just love it. So please, please do keep them coming. And we're really sorry if we haven't managed to respond to you yet. Yeah, I go off on little walks in the morning and um, and either voice note or if it's too early in the morning and I don't want to wake up Adam, <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be messages that you will receive from me. I just want to add two things. The reason why I picked pineapple is because if you have not yet discovered how pineapples grow, please go and Google that right now because it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. They are very funny. It's really a counterintuitive to how you'd assume they'd grow. Exactly. And the other thing I wanted to say is that um, I hope that you're still with us because we put trigger to sleep because he's been snoring for the last five minutes. So. I'm nibbling away at his foot now. He's awake nibbling away at his foot and making funny old man breathing noises but that is tricky that's it man life with a dog here we go <laughs> um so thank you so much for listening guys and we will see you here next week see you next week bye